I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The Deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives. But those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp's software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Batter Welcome back to A Pot of Their Own. This is episode 79 of A Pot of Their Own. I am Allison McCaig, and I am joined this week by my lovely co-hosts, Linda Sarovich. Hi, Linda. Hey, Allison. And Kellyanne Healy. Hi, Kellyanne. Hello, Allison. Hello, Linda. And welcome to WAAP, Amazing Avenue Podcast. <laughs> I don't know why that just came in my head. That was very good, though. Very good impromptu radio introduction. Um, <laughs> I'll take it. So we this is our first uh, podcast of the regular season. Uh, the Mets Woo! are back. Um, and opening day Yay. was, uh, the, well, I guess pseudo opening day since the Mets had their season delayed uh, due to COVID. This all happened since, yeah, since the last time we recorded. So like the Mets obviously were supposed to open the season on April 1st along with everybody else. And um, we learned that the game got canceled because the Nats had a COVID outbreak. And then later the entire series was canceled because the, you know, there were many players that either were 
um, COVID positive or were contacts of the COVID positive players. So um, the Nats season was delayed and the Mets season was therefore delayed. Um, But the Mets did finally start um, their season yesterday. Um, The Nationals are now underway as well. So now at least everybody's underway. Um, But yeah, the Mets actual opening day game yesterday um, was an extremely Mets game in every single way. (laughs) New Mets, same as the old Mets, 2021 Mets, same as it ever was. Um, SSDD. 2020 never ended. It really didn't. Um, Jacob deGrom pitched a gem. Um, The Mets did not score enough runs for him. And then the bullpen blew the game. It's like the usual shit that they do. I mean, (laughs) and Jacob deGrom drove in one of their only, one of their two runs. Yeah, he had two hits. I think. I think he's got the highest average on the team right now. That might have changed after tonight, but yeah. Well, now Dominic (laughs) Smith's batting a thousand. Oh, that's true. That's true. Or no, maybe not a thousand, but I don't know. Has he had another game? He did. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, uh, yeah, the Mets, uh, you know, took a, a they made uh they made a mediocre pitcher look way too good for most yep. of the game, which is, you know, stereotypical of them. Um even though, again. even though this is I supposed mean, to be a good offensive team, uh they did not hit and then they finally did break through and score two runs, so they had a two nothing lead. Um Luis Rojas pulled Jake too early, um, after six innings and he had only thrown seventy seven pitches, um, and was throwing a shutout and was cruising and he pulled him anyway because I guess opening day i don't know um here i'm gonna i'm gonna counter uh, all of this and kind of give them the benefit of the doubt here because from what it seemed from what the players were saying their routine was entirely screwed up by the nationals out the COVID outbreak just when jake was talking about it yesterday he said i didn't throw on saturday um I, like we were not sure we were in limbo because we i was trying to keep the pitches I was trying not to throw too many pitches in case I pitched on Saturday. So all of the routines were broken. Um, I'm betting that the guys were so amped up to play on Thursday and to have that taken away. James McCann said it. It's like Christmas Day, except you don't get to open your presents. Um, So I think yesterday's game, especially all that emotion kind of like came forward. It was just an overflow of it. And because the the timing there... Like, I, for me, it was wah, wah. It, I mean, it, 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 no obviously fire, it was wah, wah. There was no passion. It was wah, wah. It was wah, wah. I, I agree, but I think that was not due to... I think it was more due to external factors than the internal ones. Like, it was... This is... This series, to me, is going to be getting the rust off and getting into the groove because they're they're thrown... a lo- Still a little thrown off by this series that wasn't. I st- That's... I- that's that's my I can I can get behind that to a certain extent but it doesn't excuse Luis's Rojas's bad managing no like in that game which was bad it doesn't um he didn't pinch hit so he so the lineup (laughs) the lineup um he he let off Kevin Pillar which is a questionable choice because Kevin Pillar I mean he's fine but he's not he's not that good and Brandon Nimmo would have been a much better choice Brandon Nimmo got on base twice at the top of your lineup every time and Brandon Nimmo got on base twice with his sprint walks (laughs) with his sprint walks and so yeah that was a questionable decision to start with and like fine if you're gonna like you can play Pilar against some lefties like that's fine but one it was literally Matt Moore it's not like we're talking about some elite left-handed pitcher here and two 
he brought Pilar, he left Pilar in, in, in with the bases loaded in a key spot where he could have pinch hit Dominic Smith. And I guarantee you, Dominic Smith would have gotten a hit. And Kevin and they had the right hander warming up like they had no lefty to go to. Right. So exactly. Dom would have faced a righty. Yes. So it was just that was an inexcusable decision to me. Um, and he talked about like, oh, like, you know, but Pilar's defense and we were only up to nothing like Albert Almora is on your team, buddy. Yeah, you can like you can put Albert Almora in for defense. That's fine. Like that. That's if you have two defensive center fielders on your team, why not use them properly? I just. Yes. Yeah, no problem putting Giorma in. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Which was the right. I mean, it was the right choice, but like it. If and, and Giorme ended up, everything went wrong. It bit them in the butt. That the whole thing, everything kind of just didn't fall into place last night. And then obviously we have uh, we're recording this on Tuesday night during the game. Um, Dominic Smith has already hit a home run. It mm-hmm. was a two run home run, and he and Pete Alonso need to be in the lineup behind each other or next to each other always. Yeah. The end. Yeah, and I mean like. Giorme, they're showing them on TV right now. Yeah, <laughs> he put Giorme in for defense. That bit him in the butt because Giorme made a poor defensive play that cost them big time. Um, yes. Potentially cost them, like, the game. But, yeah. but I mean, that, like, obviously it's frustrating um, that he didn't execute. Ooh. But that I don't fault Rojas for. Obviously, that's Giorme's fault for not executing um, in the big spot. Um, and, and Giorme makes that play, like, nine times out of ten it's just that yeah. that time he didn't and you know it is what it is but you know it's there there were several factors that just didn't go well last night and were frustrating I mean like your brand new setup man Trevor May who you just gave the contract to like didn't pitch well um blew the game it's interesting because like I can I can go on about how much I disagree with the decision to pull DeGrom and I do but Ultimately, that's not what cost them really because no. he at most he would have pitched seven and Miguel Castro pitched a clean seventh. It was Trevor May in the eighth and he would have been brought in in the eighth anyway. So it was Trevor May and Aaron Aaron Laup in the eighth. Um, well, Jake even said he was fine with it because he yeah. wants to pitch again on Saturday. Right, right. So and I think he, they will. So, and he's, he's so the Jake one that said the, it, yeah. Yeah, he's the one that said all the routines were broken. So, I mean, he was, he was saying, he's like, I was trying to, I was trying to like keep the pitches down in case I had to play on Saturday. And then we didn't really know if the series was canceled at that point. So like, it was also a lack of communication on the nationals part and not knowing what to do. Um, but like, I don't know. I think we've had enough outbreaks and experience with this at this point that the nationals should have just canceled the series right off. Yeah. But yeah, and then even today, like what, like ten players mysteriously went on the IL for the Nationals. Like, Undisclosed. That's a lot. Yeah, ten players is a lot. Like you yeah. knew you weren't going to be able to field the team for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Which is bad. They should just have forfeited those games. I'm still annoyed by them so badly. Yeah. yeah well, I... I mean, that, you guys don't follow hockey, but the Canucks are in a really, really awful spot right now they have 21 players currently on the covid list and Jesus, it's yes i keep seeing you tweet about that oh my yeah, gosh it's, it's really scary like they bought it home to their families like oh god they've needed medical attention and it because it's the brazilian strain so i'm just praying praying this isn't what's going to happen to the nationals because 
it's scary. It's, yeah. It's really, really scary. And when they were thinking of playing them, like, I don't want the Mets anywhere near them. No. Like, I, don't, I don't know who's been exposed, who isn't. We all know their thoughts on vaccines, so they don't care, if, you know. Like, they're all unvaccinated, so, like, if they get on first base, I don't know what they're passing to Pete or, you know, if there's a play at home. Yep. So, yeah. it, like, it's it's still not something to take lightly and to just be like, oh, it's opening day. We really want to get this game in. No. People no. Take people, it seriously. We're, we're very concerned, like, careers are going to be destroyed but about this with the Canucks because it's that bad right now and these are these are peak athletes and so I'm just hoping that this isn't what's going to happen with the Nationals and it's a very real possibility yeah yep well the Nationals are fielding a team right now I is the doubleheader today or I know they won the first game they already won their very first game that they played yeah, they walked off the brains, but Scherzer yes. was bad. Yeah, Scherzer didn't. Pitch yeah, well. Scherzer. Yeah. Okay. So have today is, the Braves. Teams, the Braves have not won yet. No, which is they could join us. Yeah, yeah. Well, the Braves have played more games and still haven't won. Yeah. Um, yes. And the Phillies are, as of right now, undefeated. Um, as we record this on you know Tuesday night, the Mets are currently winning, but um, the Phillies are as of yet undefeated. Up by it's spinning, right? Velasquez. Yeah. Like. Really? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, opening day did not go well, but, you know, it's one game. Um, the best part about baseball is that you play again tomorrow. Yes. So, we'll see what happens. Uh, can't really can't really draw any conclusions based on one game. Um, well, no, I think we should board the train to Panic City, personally. No, well, <laughs> I looked at our predictions like, oh, guess the Mets record, and I was the pessimistic one and said 87 wins and i that was the lowest guess so i'm like mm, my 87's looking pretty good <laughs> <laughs> yeah possibly I was, I, I, I was, I'm, speaking of our predictions though we ran a bunch of like so uh during opening week we and leading up to opening day we ran a bunch of posts like sort of group posts where like each of the members of the staff kind of gave our take on certain things one of them was guess the Mets record as as Linda alluded to but another one was like we had a reasons to be optimistic piece and then a reasons to be pessimistic piece about the Mets and oh, yeah. the, the reason in the reasons to be pessimistic piece nearly every single one of us said the bullpen like the almost all bullpen. of us said the bullpen and there it was the very first game it's already been exposed as a weak spot on the team i am very I mean, concerned it's a weak spot on the team nearly every year yes and that's uh, that's to me not it's going to take a lot i think to change that attitude amongst fans yeah um I'll yeah. just say this bullpen looks a lot different with Seth Lugo in it. Um, and I yes. think they win that yes. game yesterday. Yes, Seth Lugo is on the team. However, we will wait for him to return, and hopefully the bullpen won't blow too many games before then. Um, including... I'm still also kind of annoyed they didn't bring Yamamoto. He could at least be a long man on the bullpen. I know, yeah, right? Um, we'll see. And he's so enthusiastic on Twitter. Yes, he's so I know. his new teammates. I know. I love Yamamoto on Twitter. And he's got um, he's got an excellent 
doggy. Too. I mean, we'll see how yeah. the we haven't we won't see it for like the first turn through because Jake's gonna pitch on Saturday on like regular rest. But we'll see once like once they we get to the Lucchese like turn of the rotation how the like Barnes Luke opener Lucchese situation works out. Hopefully it does. We'll see. Um. So speaking of the Canucks and vaccines and how the Mets feel about vaccines, that's going to be the majority of our Mets segment this week because that's kind of other than obviously the opening day game, which we can only talk so much about one game. The big story this week in in Mets land um, has been, you know, uh, quotes surrounding vaccination because MLB teams are starting to get vaccinated now. Um, and there was a memo that MLB issued when teams started to get vaccinated that like once teams got to 85% vaccinated, like they could relax the COVID restrictions on those teams. Like, you know, cause right now, like nobody's like, they're, they're not bubbled in the true sense, the way that like the NBA is, but like they have restrictions on like where they can go, who they can see and, stuff like that um so mlb said we'll relax the restrictions on you if 85 percent of your team gets vaccinated so that's been kind of the story um so right after the mets extended francisco lindor which by the way the mets extended francisco lindor (laughs) which i guess we haven't really talked about on this podcast because literally on the eve like they had not like we were recording it hoping it was going to happen before the sh- before the podcast and it didn't and we were just there like okay here we are recording a podcast i completely forgot to even put that on the show notes because i, I feel like i like I blacked like, out and it's been like a blur since it happened but it did happen the mets extended francisco lindor they did it i got my lindor jersey wire. today down the wire. Um, it was like right at around midnight. Yeah, it was right around midnight, um, right before our opening Wednesday, day. Um, well, like when opening day was originally supposed to be. Little did the Mets know they had extra time to negotiate, as it turns that's, out. See, and that that's <laughs> I think that's why it got lost, because like not 12 hours after he was signed, we found out opening day was canceled. Yeah, yeah. So, it was a wild ride. ride. <laughs> we both jinx, jinx, jinx. Um, so I guess I better talk about that a little bit since I forgot to even put that in the show notes. Wow. Um, the Mets extended Francisco oh. Lindor um, for 11 years, $341 million. Um, So I think that, you know... Like he, it, it, they, they ended up meeting in the middle, just like we kind of thought, you know. Like he wasn't coming off of his twelve three eighty five. The Mets weren't coming off of their ten three twenty five, and then they ended up meeting in the middle. And it seemed like it was that extra one million over what Fernando Tatis Jr. got that seemed to like you know be the thing. Um, a lot of it is significantly deferred. Um, there is deferred money every year, but there are no opt outs. Um. There are no opt-outs. And he has... Yep, uh, no, he's here. Yeah, he's here forever. And he has a no trade also. Um, I think it's a limited no trade, but it's like a 12-team no trade or something. So it's like he can put like half the league on there. Um, so yeah, basically he's a Met for, for, for life, which is so great. Uh, the second that the deal went through, I purchased a Francisco Lindor jersey and it arrived today and I am so happy about it. Um, a women's Lindor jersey. Yes. Um, it's fantastic from the photo you sent. Oh, it's so beautiful. Oh, I'm nice. so happy. Um, so yeah, uh, that happened, which is really great. Uh, so yeah, we have our shortstop for life. I'm so happy. Our Ooh. franchise player, our franchise player, you guys. It's so great. It's so great. 
I'm waiting for the black jerseys to come out. To come out. <laughs> yeah, the stress of like not having to worry about this anymore. Yes, it's it was good. like such a weight lifted. Like I was legit like gonna cry when because we were like, no, it's never gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. And then all of a sudden, it's like the Heyman tweet out of nowhere, like mess have a deal. It's like what? <laughs> Yeah, literally, like, everyone was starting to get, like, a little, like, a little, like, we were worried. like, no, it's not happening. Like, we were it's all not like, happening. I think it's not happening at this point. Because it was getting this late. Is so bad. And then literally out of nowhere, just the Heyman tweet dropped. And it was just, oh, my God. I was like, this better be real. This better not be a joke. I will fully admit that, so that night, I was, I was drunk when it happened. So that, like, heightened the emotions like times 10 uh because i had been um earlier in the evening i had done one of those like beer and donut pairings that i have discussed on this podcast before which are fabulous but it is a lot of beer uh, when you do those um because they give you like whole cans and like you have to open them all to do the tasting so it's like what am i gonna do once they're open you kind of have to drink them um <laughs> what are you gonna do so uh i had had i'm gonna interrupt this for a hot second and just say that pete alonzo just made it like i think his second or third spectacular defensive play yay very yay. nice yeah strollman was pumped up about it i heard yes. my i heard michael yelling in the other room so it must have been <laughs> um sorry i had to interrupt there because like, no you're Pete's good been, like really good on defense He's been he's yeah, worked he's been, hard at He's it. worked yeah. really hard and I'm proud of him. Um so yeah, I'd done one of those beer and donut pairings and then it was like right after that it was my draft for my fantasy team, like my other draft, not the Amazing Avenue League. We have a league. Um but I was dra- I was drafting in my other league that I'm a part of and I it's always my tradition to, you know, drink beer while I draft. Um and so, you know, I had another one during my fantasy draft and so that kind of pushed me over the edge a little bit and then like right after my like literally like 10 minutes after my fantasy draft ended the like Heyman tweet dropped and I was like what (laughs) I like lost my mind and then I bought the Lindor jersey immediately and it was amazing um so that's my where uh, that that's my like where were you when story I was basically just pouting on the couch, like, tomorrow's opening day and I can't even get excited because they screwed this up, like, I knew they were going to, and then it's like, wait, what? (laughs) Yeah, it really had, like, clouded everyone's excitement for opening day because there was this thing hanging over it, and then there wasn't. And I mean, obviously, it was, like, very anticlimactic because then opening day got canceled, but, like... Yeah. In, in that blessed 12 hours between Lindor extending and opening day getting canceled, that was just the most blessed time. Yeah. <laughs> like birds were singing. I'd like to just go back and like live in that time for a little it longer. Was a, it was a hopeful, it was a hopeful 12 hours. And Strowman just finished the sixth inning with a big ass grin on his face. He loved to see it. Because, well, yeah, McNeil made another stupid play. McNeil's yeah. been, uh... McNeil's been, and I mean, with well, the, with the glove, with the bat, he's been very unlucky. Yeah. Like he's hit yeah, everything he's hard, been, like, super unlucky. He's had hard hits. Um, I think the wind blew in a home run yesterday. He even he said two, my uh, home runs blown in. He even he even said my exit velocity has been really high, and he said he had a good attitude about it because he said my exit velocity has been high, but so I'm not worried. Like we usually see, we usually see um, McNeil get really frustrated. He's a he's a and guy who shows up a storm. <laughs> he's a guy who shows his frustration on the field. But the fact that he said like, um, 
my exit velocities have been high, so I'm not worried about it. It's kind of it's encouraging. It's a good, you know, outlook to have. Yeah. Um, and he was much more, I don't want to say relaxed, but like not as frustrated with himself after he goofed on that play just now in the sixth inning. So I like that he's reacting more calmly to this and kind of not letting himself get too bogged down. So hopefully that will work out soon and he will stop getting babipped. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. But anyway, back to vaccines. My original yeah, sorry. point. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I had we had to we had to do a digression about the Lindor yeah, no, extension. Lindor's I can't important. I can't believe I didn't even put that in the show notes. So much has happened. I like time passes. It's hard and I, to keep track. It's hard to keep track. What happened since the last time we recorded? Um, but yeah, that's been the big story this week, basically since kind of since opening day. Um, so I, I thought about Lindor because. Um, right after they did the press conference introducing Lindor, which was fabulous, um, and Lindor answered all the questions really well, um, you know, and Lindor was talking about how proud he was to be a man, and it was just like I was crying, and it was great. Um, right after Lindor answered questions from the media, um, Luis Rojas took questions from the media. Um, and one of the questions was from Gary Cohen, and he asked Rojas if the organization has talked to the players about COVID-19 vaccination and if Rojas has like sort of any estimation or like estimated headcount of like how many players plan to get vaccinated. At the time, Rojas said that they did talk to the players right after MLB issued that memo that I spoke about earlier, the one that said like if you get your team to 85%, you can we can relax the, the restrictions. Um, but he had no estimation at that time because they issued the way that they did it is they issued a survey to the players to say like please state like your intentions to get vaccinated or not and I don't think he had like the results of that and if he did he wasn't really willing to share them but he made it seem like they didn't even have them yet um and Cohen like credit to Gary Cohen for this I was so happy he pushed him on it like he didn't stop he, he didn't stop he asked a follow-up um and asked like is the Mets organization encouraging players to get vaccinated and Rojas kind of did the like hedging and the and he kind of said well we're not pushing players to be vaccinated because it's voluntary it's a personal choice and all that stuff and that was kind of like so that was the start of it um was Rojas saying that and in the interim between that press conference and now several Mets players 
have come out with quotes that are, you know, to that effect, that it's a personal choice. There are three primary examples that are public right now. First was J.D. Davis. Um, He was asked about it, like, do you plan on getting the shot? And he said he hadn't thought about it, which is, like, wild. Like, what world do you live in do you not, where you don't even think about vaccination? Especially when your games all just got canceled because of COVID. Right. You're not playing literally because of COVID. I think they're just covering for each other right now. It's possible. It's it's possible, possible, but they're they're all making each other look even worse. Every quote is worse than the last one. Yeah. Yeah. So J.D. Davis said, quote, it's a personal preference and everybody has their own choice for of doing so. So that's like his stance on it. Um, well, he said, I want to be sensitive to the people who died. And that's it's like, you're not, not then. The you're not. Yeah. The way to be sensitive to that is to get vaccinated if you can. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so then Michael Conforto was asked about it. Um, like, and he said, Michael Conforto reiterates that it's a personal choice. Um, So that was Michael Conforto. And Jeff McNeil said the same thing. So that was the newest one. Um, Jeff McNeil's was like truly bizarre. So that was that was that was today. So he was asked about it and he said, quote, it's important for people to get vaccinated out there. So you think he's like starting to be pro vaccination but then they asked but then when asked about like whether he's getting it he said he's still not sure and it's a personal decision and he's still looking at all the information so it's like well, it's important for in medical people too to i mean and see them. again see this is what makes me think that they're covering for each other they're they're not going to say one way or the other who's getting it who's not like but personally that doesn't matter though. no like, it doesn't matter but like from I'm trying to look at it from their point of view and it's totally wrong but they're this like tight-knit group and they don't want to like overstep each other's feelings and what I'm calling bullshit on is Michael Conforto everybody's talking about what a leader he is he did not show one ounce of leadership Max Scherzer is a player rep and said he's following science and he's getting the vaccine so Michael Conforto was Failed. a coward. He was a coward to say what he said. And if it did, or that's what he believes, which are both bad. And yeah. so yeah. I don't want to hear anything about Michael Conforto's leadership abilities anymore because he just blew it. Yeah. He, like, I, the Jeff McNeil quote is so odd to me. Like, it's but important it for all, other people to get vaccinated that, and, and not yeah. you. See, I think he is, but again, it's that they're covering for the team, so none of it's going to be. They're trying to make none of them look bad, so they're all going to look bad. There's that Dumbledore quote: "It takes courage to stand up to your enemies, but far greater courage to stand up to your friends." And none of them have courage, apparently. No, I think the only Neville Longbottom has more courage than any member on the Met team right now. I think the only one that kind of has hinted at it is Lindor from that Instagram post. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, I think Lindor is going to get it, even if he doesn't like say outright that he is. Yeah. Um. So it's just it's just frustrating to see this. Like, I won't say I won't go as far as to call it anti-vax, but it's like to see this vaccine hesitancy type of rhetoric coming from these Mets players. It's just, it's really frustrating to see. And Kellyanne alluded to... got canceled because of COVID. Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, what more impact could it have on you? And, like, I Kellyanne... Mean, see, this whole, this whole thing with it's my choice, it's just, like, 
No, you got to think about the greater good here. This affects other people. It's your choice when it only affects you. Yeah, and also what happens when little Jackson DeGrom walks in or McCann's twins or Edwin Diaz's son? Or Aniston DeGrom. Yeah, any of the kids. Any of the kids. The kids aren't eligible for the vaccines. No. It's so... This is your way of protecting them. And you don't care that little Jackson DeGrom could get COVID because it's your personal choice? What were you... Allison, what were you going to say I said? Oh, no. I was saying that you alluded to, like, that they might be covering for each other. And the the way I see it is, like, the the potential explanation. And uh, to be fair, I'm not saying that... I, any of these explanations are excuses. I don't think that they should be saying these things. But there are kind of like three potential reasons why they could be giving these quotes. One reason is what Kellyanne already said. They're covering for their teammates who might actually be vaccine. They are personally not, but they might be covering for their teammates who don't intend to get the vaccine. And they don't want the public to know which of the Mets are getting vaccinated and which aren't so that the like non-vaccinated people don't draw ire from the public so that is one shamed that is one potential explanation the second potential explanation is that they are indeed that they're expressing their genuine views on the matter and they are vaccine hesitant the third potential explanation this is kind of more specific to michael conforto is that as and and like Linda said, it's no excuse because Max Scherzer is a union rep and said and said he's getting the vaccine and following science. But the Players Association has come out and kind of given this personal choice narrative. Um, the Players Association is not forcing, is not making the vaccine mandatory for players. So they're kind of taking this like personal choice narrative. So it's possible that as the union rep, Michael Conforto is just parroting the union stance on the thing. Um, and that's all he feels he has to do. Um, I mean, there's a way to do that. Say our games were canceled. We don't want to be in this situation again. We're going to seriously think about getting this vaccine. So you can say it's personal to you or like without throwing the whole all of baseball under the bus. Like there is a way to do it. And he chose not to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Or you could you everybody should be the Brewers. They're the gold standard right now. And the Dodgers entire team. The Dodgers, too? Okay, I just thought it was only the Brewers at this point. Jesus, Mary, Joseph, the Dodgers? Ugh, also, I have to JD like them again? Me off. Well, there are, like, four teams that are at, at least four teams that are at 85% right now. Yeah. Well, you can also, you know, Chili Davis didn't work because he wasn't comfortable was, yeah. because of COVID. And specifically said he came back because he's vaccinated. And JD bemoaned not having Chili Davis. Oh, guess what? You would still not have Chili Davis unless it was for that goddamn vaccine. Yeah. Yeah. So, JD, Ugh. you're greatly benefiting from it. But it's still a personal decision. Yeah. And it's like... Ugh. The second that your personal decisions impact public health, they are no longer your personal decisions. That's just the way the world works. We live in a society. We live in a yes. society. Yeah. I'm sorry. Like Cookie Carrasco had cancer and got it. Right. Like, like he spoke openly about it. If he, he can get it, why? what's the hesitation? I like the rest of them. Like... Yeah, uh, JD, you got hit on the hand. There was that tweet that was like, oh, will he believe in the x-ray? Like this is all just science. Every time you get hit on get hit, go on the IL, you listen to the doctors. Why is this any different? Right. Right. And I... Sandy basically is trying his best because he keeps seeing his players saying moronic things. 
I know, I know. And so the encouraging thing, I was, I was going to get to that. The encouraging thing in all of this is that we're, we've seen the players say these things. And as far as I know, I mean, okay, so we know that Carlos Carrasco has gotten the shot because he has a history he with... talked about it. He, he talked about it and he has a history with cancer and he's immunocompromised. He got the shot. Um, we know Chili Davis did. Um, but as far as the players... Carlos Carrasco, I think, is the only one we know for sure got the shot. I'm There are others that I think we can, you know, probably speculate would be more open to it, like Lindor. But I don't think anybody else on the Mets, other than Carrasco, has, like, come out and just, like, publicly said, I will get the shot. Well, what's going to be interesting is that after the game on Thursday, I believe it was Louis Rojas said, Whoever wants the shot, is uh, they can go and get it. It's going to be the Pfizer shot after the game on Thursday. So it's going to be interesting to eyeball April 29th or 30th when the Pfizer second round shot is um, supposed to be given to see who's going to be sitting out for that April 30th game Yeah, if they're out with side effects. Right, right. So we'll um, see. But yeah, like Linda alluded to, Sandy Alderson um, is on the encouraging side of things. Um, Sandy Alderson almost on Monday, almost kind of directly contradicted what Luis Rojas said on April 1st. And I don't think that that was like an intentional dig at Rojas or anything like that. I think that, you know, it's it's both a difference in how Sandy is approaching the problem and also maybe the team's stance has evolved since April 1st to now. Um, but Sandy Alderson said on Monday that the team is, when asked right out about it, by none other than friend of the pod Bradford, um, asked Sandy Alderson on Monday if the team, you know, is encouraging, like, players to get vaccinated. And Sandy said that the team is encouraging all of its players to get vaccinated. And he said that he himself has gotten the vaccine. And he said, quote, we think it's important we get as many players vaccinated as possible. Um, and he said that they are giving, the team is giving players, like, educational materials about the vaccine. So, like, that was good. Like, up until then, I had kind of been like, oh, my God, this is so depressing seeing all these players say this stuff um but at least like you know sandy alderson is the adult in the room and being like give it trying to give these flyers to these dumb jocks to get them to get the shot and we have and gary keith and ron i believe it was all three of them just said they all got the vaccine as well yeah yeah Yeah. on the broadcast tonight yes so that's good um so that's that's a good that's good news um and and like kellyanne said the mets will have access to the vaccine once they're back in new york um and rojas said we hope to get there regarding the 85 percent threshold so hopefully that's true hopefully 85 percent of the mets will be vaccinated and then this will kind of be like a not a non-issue but like um but like you know it, it it will blow over because in the end enough of the players will get vaccinated but i don't think it makes the rhetoric any less dangerous even if the mets do ultimately get to 85 percent no and i don't want to hear them saying we honor our health care heroes they worked so hard this is a slap in the face to them yeah say it's a personal choice to not honor them any of the healthcare heroes right now by this rhetoric. So you go and get to say you're you're slapping them in the face. All their hard work, their suffering, their trauma that they've had to deal with over the past year. And now you could all give them a break and you're just deciding not to do it. 
and like also how privileged like people don't have access to this and they can just say eh, not for yeah. me like people will like there are people like who really desperately need it and who can't and want it, it and can't get it have been trying for appointments and can't my research shows no your research your is research bullshit. is nonsense yeah there was like there was a humongous there was humongous um an argument i think no it was yes yesterday or two days ago in our comments about just the whole vaccine who's like articles are you sourcing what do you trust are there conspiracies it was just bad Oh, my God. But it's just like such a successful misinformation campaign has been executed about this whole pandemic, about the vaccine. And it's really, really disconcerting to see how many people believe it. Mm-hmm. Well, yep. and like I was still going back and forth with a Twitter follower. And I was like, can you explain to me the science behind an MRI? Can you explain the science between, well, you know, why why your body pulls a hamstring with what the science is behind that? No, probably not. Yet you take an MRI without questioning it. (sighs) Yeah, JD, go. Did you get an X-ray? Can you tell me what those? What the read your own X-ray for me? Right. Can you like dissect that machine for me? Tell me how X-rays work, and can you do all that? Do Do you know the science behind that, JD? Right, right. Like, there's constantly medical science involved in you know athletes and you know injuries and them staying healthy. And why is it this instance where suddenly it's yeah, there's a problem? All of a sudden. I, yeah. I mean, partially, I think it's just because they also partly think they're invincible. And that yeah. they can't get sick, or if they get sick, they like, can handle it. Like I it's guess not just players... about, they just walked a run in. Sorry, the Mets and did, I... or the Phillies the, did. Yeah, no, the Mets did. It's now three one. Oh, oh, okay, uh, okay, okay. The, the Mets pitcher has no control. The, the Phillies pitcher walked in walked a run. The Phillies pitcher walked in a run. I'm sorry, that okay. was not clear. The Phillies pitcher walked in a run. He just, I think, walked the last four batters. I don't know why he's oh, still on. But this is also as bad. You know, players fine might not know what's going on in Vancouver with the Canucks right now. They're in their own bubble. They're getting ready for the season. I get it. But Freddie Freeman, who is one of your peers, openly spoke about this. Eduardo Rodriguez couldn't play last year because he developed a heart condition because of this. These are your peers. Why aren't you listening to them? Right. Like, there's there's real danger to you. If you get yeah. COVID. And to others. And to others. That's the big thing. To and others. To, others. to and the stadium workers, to the security guards, to their families. Staying healthy I mean, is even, literally a part of your job. I mean, and just we we see there are variants that have already popped up. Yeah. The Brazilian so, variant is what's taking out the Canucks right now. Yeah. So it's just... You know, so by this, not getting vaccinated, you're now allowing the variant to like take hold too. to, yeah. to propagate. Yes, because yep. regardless of like how effective the vaccine is against the variant, and you know that is a problem, and like it is effective, but maybe somewhat reduced effectiveness against the variants. The problem is, is that if we can get you know the population vaccinated such that COVID is no longer circulating in the community, guess what? 
the new variants can't crop up because the virus is no longer propagating. That's how this works. That's how this works because the science is already showing the vaccinated people do not spread COVID. So, which is promising. Exactly. So, I mean, and I think I think a lot of people are are fearful, fear, fearful. Excuse me, just because they say the rollout on this was fast, but I know Taiwan in particular had this already going because they dealt with SARS. How many years ago? I don't remember how many years ago, but they had this ready to go. And I would guess they probably shared some of that information with the rest of the globe so they could help develop things at a a quicker pace. So it's not like this vaccine was just developed within nine months. The basis for this has been in place for a while. So, I mean, the United States, I think, has the two best vaccines because they're mRNA based rather than other countries because a lot of the other countries are dead virus based. Because I I just I had a friend ask me about um, the vaccine in India because her father is worried about he wants to get it. He's worried about getting it because of the preservatives and stuff. He might have an allergic reaction to it. So and their vaccine is dead virus based rather than mRNA based. So uh, it's just just get vaccinated, guys. That's all there is to it. Yeah. Like I pointed out, if me like a little nothing of a woman can get it, an athlete in peak physical condition can deal with the side effects of the of the shot. Yeah. Like, okay, you might miss a game. Is that the end of the world? One game. Think how many games you'll miss if you get COVID. Yeah. What's yeah. the alternative? Well, look, you look what happened. We just missed a bunch of games because of COVID. COVID. And now you're complaining. Your, your routines are all screwed up because of COVID. Yeah. Right. So get the shot. Get the shot. That's get the, the only shot. way to stop, stop it. That hear, yeah. I don't want to hear any of them complaining. They've lost their right to complain, in my opinion. Yeah. Yes, I agree. Yeah. So, you know, vaccine, obviously, like, it's frustrating to see this from the Mets players, but obviously... These these sentiments and this vaccine hesitancy is not just a Mets problem, and it's dangerous when you know they're they're taking these positions that are detrimental to public health when they are public figures, and you have a responsibility to like not say dumb shit like that. <laughs> I just whatever. Well, then everybody's like, well, maybe the reporter shouldn't be asking these questions. They can ask yes, questions about their. They should health be asking the these questions. Yes. I was going to say, if they can ask Matt Harvey about his pee, they can ask athletes if they're getting a vaccine or not. Right. I mean, I get an, I won't lie. I get annoyed with the beat reporters a lot, but that is a question that they need to ask and they need to press on. And they need to follow up and press on it the way that Gary Cohen did and the way that Bradford did. Yes. Because it's not a personal decision. It's a public health. We live in a society, people. We live in a society. We're not in a vacuum here. Yeah. Um, so the other big, um, baseball wide story, um, this week, um, is that major league baseball made the decision to move the all-star game out of Atlanta, um, because of Georgia's election reform legislation. I put big air quotes around that, uh, because (sighs) basically the legislation was meant to restrict voting rights, um, particularly, uh, for minorities. Um, so because of the controversy surrounding that legislation, um, you know, that start, you know, because there were threats of boycotts, let's be real. I, I don't, as much as I want to believe 
MLB is acting out of some sort of moral imperative. They are not. Um, they are acting out of a financial imperative, uh, as are the other corporations that have, you know, made stances against this and pulled out of Atlanta. Like Coca-Cola is an Atlanta-based company. Um, and uh, so Coca-Cola and Microsoft and Delta have... Uh, you know, put out statements against this bill. Um, and so that, car- like, I feel like it's the corporate response that spurred MLB on. Um, and so MLB made a, what is probably a financial decision rather than a moral one to act um, and pull, because they knew that people would threaten to boycott. Um, and so they pulled the All-Star game out of Atlanta, um, you know, and they, and it's now uh, apparently going to be played in Colorado, um, now it's, it, it's interesting because obviously I think, I think, and I think most, most people, um, in our circles agree that it was the right decision. Um, but it doesn't mean it doesn't come with, you know, some not unintended, but sort of like negative consequences that are indirect. Um, because, you know, it does make, it does make fans, Braves fans and the community, who aren't the people who who wrote and passed this legislation it does it does make them suffer for it but in the end you can't you have to act you can't just sit by and have your all-star game in this state that just basically made it much harder for black people to vote especially since they said they wanted to honor Henry Aaron like it just would have been like that's not like this goes against it's exactly what, a lot of what Henry Aaron had to deal with. Like the racism's still very real, right? And you know, and also uh, let's be real, the game was not in Atlanta. It's in Cobb County, which is mostly white. Yes, this is true. So they, so the the moving of the Braves Stadium was also incredibly racist. Yeah, and that that was a in- choice. That was a, a yeah. that was a a a, a very like calculated decision to move yeah. the brave stadium to where it is now. Yeah. So you know what? The chickens are coming home to roost Atlanta or Braves. These are decisions you've made and supported. So, you know, it's just, you know, maybe if it, it and it could serve as a wake up call to the rest of, you know, Major League Baseball, rest of the country, this is still a very real thing that's happening. Like, these people can't even get water to vote. They, like, you can't give people water who are standing in long lines? Like, that's just inhumane. Yeah, exactly. The floodgates are opened. Conforto just got a bases clearing double. The score is now, wait, I can't see if it's six or eight. Oh, the Rangers are winning eight to three, so maybe both of the It's it's eight. six it's six to one. It's six to one. It's six to one. Yeah, see, I can't read. I'm in standard def right now. I can't read it from here. It's six to yeah. one. So yeah, the Rangers are also killing the Penguins. Hopefully, the Mets can have. continue scoring and make this bullpen proof. We'll see. Um, yes, but and as know. we're talking, I'm going to say it's because of all our vaccine talk and our um, talk of the All Star Game moving that they're doing this well. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um it's karmic. Um yes. but yeah, that was so the word I was looking for. Um so but worth noting though that the that the players alliance which is a collective of over 150 black major league baseball players released a statement which includes Tuki Toussaint by the way who is on the Atlanta Braves released a statement in favor of the decision and um 
the the perspective that I most enjoyed reading on this, and I sh- and we will link this in the show notes and in the tweets. I really strongly strongly encourage you to read Demetrius Bell's piece over a talking chop on this. Um, he's a Braves fan. Um, oh, yeah. He's a black man. I strongly encourage you to read his piece on this. It is extremely well written, and you know I really I like I read it and I was like I got nothing to add. Like the this is <laughs> this is everything that I like you know that I think is the right thing to say about this. Um, he um he notes once again it has to be noted that facing consequences for actions that can quite easily be uh be described as uh being discriminatory can't just be chalked up to cancel culture or liberal bias or whatever the current boogeyman is running wild on in the ongoing culture war. This is simply an example of MLB actually standing up for the right thing. Period. And this is not the first example. It's not like this is unprecedented. This is not unprecedented by any stretch of the imagination. Demetrius uh, puts other examples in his piece of sports leagues, you know, acting when, you know, there is a, you know, again, the cynical viewpoint is they're going to lose money if they don't act. But, you know, when there is a moral imperative, I'll say, Um, you know, like... Arizona lost out on hosting uh, a Super Bowl in 1993 because the state government wouldn't acknowledge MLK Day as a holiday. Um, You know, things like that. North Carolina didn't get to host the NBA All-Star Game when they the state government passed a bill that was discriminatory against the LGBTQ community. I believe that was the bathroom bill at the time. Oh, Um, yeah. Yes. So in 2017, North Carolina tried to pass this bathroom bill, which was very, you know, discriminatory towards trans people. Uh, and they, the NBA pulled out of the pulled out of the All-Star game in North Carolina. So similar things have happened in the past. This is not unprecedented. Um, and all all the people calling this like, you know, MLB, MLB's liberal bias or like woke something like oh, Jesus, are, Mary and Joseph. are being ridiculous because as as we if you have listened to this podcast for more than five <laughs> minutes of your life, you will know that if there is any word to describe Major League Baseball, liberal is not a word. I would not one of them ever no. is not if if. If it was, this podcast would probably not exist. Right. Like, yeah. we wouldn't in have theory. much to talk about um, if MLB acted, you know, in a way that was a little bit more, a little bit less, uh, you know, conservative I mean, and traditional. <laughs> Steve Cohen literally just put literal Chris Christie on the board. Right. Oh, he gave a terrible answer, by the way, when he was oh, when he, he and Sandy during the same press conference where Sandy Alderson gave a good answer on vaccines. He gave a bad answer on this because they asked both uh, Sandy Alderson and Steve Cohen about it, and they kind of both said, "Well, well, like sometimes there's politics in sports, and we're just gonna stay out of it." And I was like, "Jesus Christ!" <sighs> um, yeah, there's politics in but sports. Yeah, it's all okay the time. to hire Chris Christie. Yeah, I, I like zero percent surprise there. That that's they... just a bridge too far <laughs> but, um, <laughs> um so Sorry, i will zing, i'm from new jersey i will zing him every time on that a, a, a comically large cane just pulled you off the stage kellyanne <laughs> <laughs> um but anyway so yeah like this was the right choice by major league baseball whether it's because of their wallets or because of their morals at least the impact is the same either way um it was, well, it was, was the that, right choice. That one tweet that went viral 
they were like, well, you know, we've seen politics and sports the past few years, and I guess it's here to stay. It's like, the past few years? Where have you been? There's oh, always uh, been politics and sports. Like, who do you, th- like, have you met, like, Jackie Robinson? I just, Robinson? like, don't understand. <laughs> Was... Have you watched the Olympics? Have you watched the Olympics ever? Like, what? Yeah. Ooh, like, did you, like, politics do you not and know sports? what happened during the Olympics in Germany? Yeah. Like, what? Politics have always been a part of sports. This is not new. <laughs> this is no. not new. No. Like, like, it's gotten more attention because clearly, like, social media probably, you know, adds to it. But because sports mirror life. These are people who play the games. They have lives outside of being athletes. They have, they have things that mean... No, they should it's... shut up and dribble, though, Linda. Uh, right. Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> no politics in my sports. Um, but yeah, so this is a very obvious example of the fact that you cannot and should not isolate politics from sports. Um, because they will always... we li- Once again, we live in a society. You cannot bubble these things or compartmentalize them. It's just... Can you say that's the title? It's, Can we it's, live it's, in a society? Oh, yeah. That's the title. It's, we live in a society. It's exist, it exists... It, it exists... It exists... Wow, I can't speak tonight. For those saying to keep politics out of sports, it's always been there. It's always existed. Yeah. I mean... And also, one time, I think Noah responded to something, like, Ted Cruz tweeted something, and Noah actually had a really good response to him. It was something about, like, climate change or something. And Noah responded. And somebody, like, basically told Noah to, like, shut up. And somebody responded, that's his senator. He has every right to respond. Yeah. Like... They have lives outside of being your favorite baseball player. Indeed they do. And it's just like an athlete can't speak on politics. Well, what about a construction worker or a teacher or a librarian, a librarian or a janitor? Like, are you just going to tell them they're they're just jobs? Are you saying, oh, because they don't work in politics? that they can't have an opinion really really especially when we have so many politicians that are corrupt and are just downright bad really we can't call them out on their stupidity well mostly or downright evilness it's the people who say keep politics out of it what they're saying is keep the politics i don't agree with out of it yeah that's what it comes down to exactly right like i'm sure you know, if they were spewing like MAGA stuff, nobody would be complaining. Right. Um, so kind of to well, okay, before I will <laughs> I, I will reverse the order of what I had in the show notes because I kinda wanna even though we're we're gonna do walk off wins as always to end the entire show happy, but I wanna end the baseball segment happy too. So I'll start with one more unhappy thing. I promise it's quick. But every week we do this, so I will do it again. Mickey Calloway still has a job counter, <laughs> is set at two months and four days since his original suspension, and Wahoo! he still has a job. And the season started now. Well, the season it was supposed started. to be like a super quick investigation. Yeah, that remember they when done, I think like the week that it happened. They literally said things like, We hope to wrap this up quickly when they started the investigation. Two months and four days. Whoops. Mickey Calloway still has a job. The season has started. He still has a job. So just got to point that out as we do every week and we will continue to do until he no longer has a job. Um, 
But I will end the baseball segment on a happy note, which is kind of an extension of like Mets opening day being back. But baseball (laughs) in general is back, not just the Mets. And I just I don't know, like, obviously, you know, when when during baseball season, my life is overwhelmingly consumed by Mets games because I watch the Mets every night. Um, But, you know, even though I was very not happy about the Mets season being delayed, it did give me the opportunity to kind of watch some other teams while I was waiting for the Mets to start because I was like so starved for baseball that I just watched like any old team. Um, I watched like all the games on Thursday and I watched like a bunch of a bunch of like random clips of games over the weekend. Like I would we would flip channel flip around and just watch whoever was on and it was really fun and it's just like baseball's only been back a few days but a bunch of like weird stuff has already happened and I mean weird in like the best way possible like watching Shohei Otani even though he like kind of might have gotten hurt at the end of that game there we'll see what happens um watching Shohei Otani do what he does was just a a pleasure and a joy watching him play is awesome he 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 threw pitches over 100 miles an hour and he hit a pitch over 100 miles an hour exit velocity, which just is not done. Like, no one does that, but Shohei Otani does. Syndergaard does. Syndergaard made a point to tweet that he was the last guy to do that before Otani just did it, Um, (laughs) which is true um, and is awesome. Uh, so you like, take that away from him. We got to watch Shohei Otani, like a, a, a completely like unique player that you may never see again. Um, get to watch him do his thing, uh, which was super fun. Um, and he hit that home run on the very first pitch he saw, by the way, of the season, which was super cool. Um, we also saw weird stuff like Cody Bellinger losing out on a home run because Justin Turner didn't realize it was a home run. And so he started running back towards first base and he ran past Bellinger. So he was was out. I love baseball. I love baseball. It's so weird. Um, and of course that got made into a meme like immediately because there's like this meme now of like Cody Bellinger like pointing the other direction like he's trying to get Turner to be like no like he's like no run that way and Turner's like a blur going in the other direction so I think my favorite version of that meme was like my friends trying to get my life on track and then me like basically like you know like me being back on my bullshit like (laughs) which was so funny trying to be responsible during COVID-19 and then the other one was Justin Turner oh my god oh my god that was a good one oh that's good good that's good timely yeah it was perfect so that (laughs) happened um as we already mentioned Jacob deGrom got two hits in his opener uh in the very first game of the season in addition to pitching um six shutout innings so it's just like been really fun so far it's been like you know a really fun already really fun stuff has happened and it just makes me realize how much I missed baseball um so that that is ending the baseball segment on a high but who, who was the guy from the White Sox who like hit a home run in his very first pitch oh, and he saw in the major oh, league oh yeah I knew oh, I missed a weird I think thing yes hang on White Sox home run I know I saw this and I can't remember the guy's name uh Yerman okay. uh, Mercedes no, it's not him. No, no, it's not him. He's the guy who went like eight for eight. You had to start, yeah. To start the season, which is another weird thing I forgot. Very first at bat. Um, is it the White Sox? Maybe it's the Tigers? Wait, hang on. Debut, home run. Let's try this. 
Uh, Akil, um, Akil. Yes. Yes, Akil Badu. And yes. I'm hoping oh, I'm pronouncing that yeah, correctly. Yeah, Akil Badu. Someone, someone correct me if I am mispronouncing that because I don't like mispronouncing names. Yeah, but Yerman Mercedes is uh is the guy who went like eight for eight to start the season, which yes has, had and, never been and done. Linda, you were right. He's on the Tigers. Yeah. Okay. And Akil so Badu is on the Tigers, so he hit a home run in his first um major league at bat. And so, I think he like never played above like single A or double A. Let's see. Like he's a he's a good story. The Phillies just oh, yeah. scored, by the way. Let's recap Akil Badu's start to the season. Homers on first pitch of career, grand slam in second game, and a walk off hit in the third game. Yay! That's pretty incredible. Good for him. So very fun things have already happened in the first like four days of baseball, which is great. Um but we will end the show this week like we always do with walk-off wins where each of us talks about what is making us happy this week, baseball-related or otherwise. So, Kellyanne Healy, what is your walk-off win for this week? Um, actually, mine happened today. I have most of my summer programming done for my job this summer, and I have like a really, really good summer plan, and I was very excited to see how much I have. Like, I was just looking at my schedule. It's like, oh, my God, I really have a lot. And I gave my budget to my manager and she's just like looking at this and like was staring at it in disbelief because I got a lot of free programs and just used my budget like crazy and did collaborations with other libraries. So I'm very excited for summer at my library. I have a lot of nice programs to offer my kids. Oh, that's great. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm trying to get animals for my summer. <gasps> our, our summer reading theme is Tales and Tales. And tales and Tales. Yeah, ours too. I will give you names of the many animal places we're using. I booked one animals and then I'm thinking of getting the sled dog to be our summer eating closer. Cause she's coming back. Oh, time. that's fantastic. So I yeah, kind of want her to do our, our finale. We have, we have three animal major animal ones, one for this, the kickoff one for the finale. And I'm trying to get one for July as well. And then we have the seeing eye coming in who the seeing eye is, um, the facility that works that trains the guide dogs for blind people. So I'm so super excited about that one because that one's close by to me in Marstown. Now you guys know that I live near Marstown, New Jersey. (laughs) Yes. Um, Yes. I mean, I already knew that. (laughs) Yes. Yes. But yeah, I'm just excited. I'm just excited. I'm excited for this theme tales and tales because you can go a lot of ways with animals. Because well, I'm getting the people who had the kangaroo. I'm bringing them back. <gasps> yes. yes. I got to snuggle the kangaroo. I'm so excited. Oh, you're doing. <laughs> wait, you're doing it in person? Because we can do it outside. Oh, you guys are lucky. So yeah, we're we're gonna we're gonna have them outside because they said they they can do like a socially distanced outside thing. So I was like, That's okay, sure. Excellent. That sounds fabulous. That is excellent. I was like, can I snuggle the kangaroo again? Although he's probably big at this point. Still. I know. I love my little baby kangaroo. (laughs) I think they're bringing goats this time since they're outside. Goats. Goats are adorable, but they're also like kind of assholes. (laughs) Yeah. 
<laughs> anyway, they're they're good for petting zoos though, as long as they're like fenced in and stuff. Um, Linda Surovich, what is your walk off win for this week? My walk off win actually happened today too. Um, <laughs> I did a baseball display at work. And, yes. Um, I think there. I, I forget what the book is called. It's a picture book, and I think it's called like players and pigtails or oh, um, yes i know which one you're talking about the one it's it's a girl's baseball book yeah um oh i know which hang on it's i think it is players and pigtails i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure it's players and pigtails hang on let me let me goodreads this it's i know so... exactly which one you're talking about because i read it last year for my baseball theme <laughs> so that's how i know this a mother and her two girls came in and she goes look she goes, it's your favorite. And so the little girl looks at it and she goes, what sport do they play? And the, like, the little girl must have been two tops. And she goes, baseball. And she goes, you want to check it out? And she goes, yeah. So this little girl loves baseball. And she yes! It is, player, it is Players in Pigtails. It's by Shanna Corey and Rebecca Gibbon illustrated it. Read it. Um, it's wonderful. And actually, I'm just... to kind of bounce off of that for a second i didn't realize this but i've been like looking for diverse baseball books and there are so many in children's literature i was very excited to find that and that kind of needs to translate a into little league and up to the major league levels so there are so many great diverse baseball books and everybody should check them out and I was just so happy, like a little girl could like see herself in yeah. baseball, like she's two. And then, of course, mm-hmm. like she, she has a baby sister, and the baby sister was just like grabbing things, and she <laughs> she grabbed an Aaron Judge book, and her mom goes, "Oh, of course no. she grabs Aaron Judge." No. <laughs> so I had two little girls who are one who was actually interested in the display and the other one who just liked grabbing <laughs> but she was excited about books like she just loved you know, that's important made. because one time um we had the fire trucks come because our ready our wall units caught fire um oh no <laughs> which is the third time it happened um and then they wanted to go to the library this family and the mother kid because they put it out and you know we we went back to work and the mother bought her two girls and she said we came by earlier and we saw the fire trucks and she's like my girls got really upset and she was like you know they're like are they okay is the library okay i was like oh (laughs) so yeah like these two little girls are just the sweetest and i'm glad that you know hopefully my baseball display like they they found something and that makes me happy and they like reading and books and that's always a good day as a librarian yes yeah that's super happy yes i hope that little girl grows up to be a baseball player oh my god i'm so excited oh 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 (laughs) that makes me so happy lynn you have no idea i know it made my day (laughs) um so my walk-off win for this week is that um, Michael and I got a chance to visit our families this weekend for the holiday weekend because he's on spring break. So I took a day off work and we just like got to go see both my family and his family. Um, and we're at the point now where everyone in his family and my family is either vaccinated or has vaccine appointments. So we've like Woo! reached like full full uh, quorum here 
um, for vaccine appointments. Um, my dad literally just got his appointment yesterday. Um, so that was exciting. And it was for today. So he got his first wow. shot this afternoon. Um, which is awesome. Uh, yeah. And so my appointment, I got, uh, it was, it was a blur, you guys, that 12 hours. Remember how I told you that, like, that <laughs> we told you guys yeah. the 24 hour period, whatever, between like Lindor and, uh, finding out the season got canceled during that same period, I got a vaccine appointment <laughs> too. Oh my God. Um, so, so I was just like That's a crazy so day for me. Um, so, my vaccine is actually still kind of like up in the air, incidentally. So like I have a vaccine appointment for April 21st um, at one of the mass vaccination sites in Maryland. Um, but the same mass vaccination site where I have my appointment on the 21st is opening up to walk ups started today. Starting today, they opened up to walk ups. And so a friend of mine and I are going tomorrow morning, like first thing to try to just like get a walk up shot. Um, just because I figured, you know what? Why not? Like, why not take a chance? Um, take a shot. Ha ha. Um, so. (laughs) (laughs) Smell the big, like, stick is coming for you. (laughs) Yes. Uh, so, yeah. So why not take a chance? You're not. You're not throwing away your shot. I'm not throwing away my shot. So potentially tomorrow I might be vaccinated, but worst case scenario, they turn us away because they don't have enough. And then I will keep my April 21st appointment. And this mass vaccination site is Johnson and Johnson. And so if I get the vaccine there, I will be one and done. Um, So that's very exciting. Uh, So yeah, it was just a nice, it was a very nice weekend getting to see our families for the first time in a while. Um, I hadn't seen my parents since like November. Um, so it was nice and everybody is at least partially or fully vaxxed. So it's, it's great and I'm very happy. Um, and so I'm hoping that like we started to like talk, like we can make plans for them to like come to DC this summer and like actually do things. And it was just nice to be able to even talk like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's a big change. Like being it able is. to plan things. It's it's such an it's amazing to be, feeling. Being able to like have human contact. Like my best friend yes. and I literally have it in our phones when we're going to be able to hug each other again. Oh. <laughs> yep. April 30th. We're such nerds. April 30th. <laughs> the countdown is on. Yes. I'm not- fully, I'll have my fully antibodies May 1st, so I'll Ooh. be right around you. Yay. But you're Moderna. You're Team Moderna. I am Team Moderna. But we just, and we just found out all the, the Mets are going to get Pfizer. Gary Keith and Ron got Pfizer. So Team Pfizer no. is elite right now. No, only, only Keith is Pfizer. Really? Uh, I thought Gary No, and Ron, Ron and Gary are Team Moderna. <laughs> Well, the Mets, the Mets are going to be Team Pfizer. Whoever gets so, it, hopefully, all of them. Two, the two Mets that get it. <laughs> no, they're all going to. Oh my God, Brandon Nimmo is smiling because he just made such a fantastic play and saved Castro's butt. Oh my gosh! Sorry, but, I'm yeah. still watching the game live. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, so hopefully. 
Um, by by the time, hopefully, by the time you hear this, the Mets will be one and one on the season. Um, but no, so I'm, I'm so. mad at JD, but I'm also kind of brokenhearted that he got hurt today. Just putting yeah. that out there. Yeah. Oh, true. That that is a that is an update we forgot to talk about that JD Davis got hit in the hand with a pitch, but luckily X-rays are negative, uh, so he should be. Uh, right now they're calling it a contusion, so we'll see. But at least he seemed to have avoided the worst of it. X-rays are negative, so that's good. Yeah, I'm just afraid it's going to like affect his swing. I hope it's not. possible, but it's possible. While you're like, out, JD, to... you got no. Why don't you get the vaccine? <laughs> you're out anyway. You got nothing to worry about now. Look at that problem solved. Problem solved. Um, but while you're waiting, patiently waiting for the Mets to reach 85% vaccination and for JD Davis's wrist to heal, um, you can go to AmazingAvenue.com. Check out all of our fantastic content. Um, we're now in full swing uh, regular season mode. Uh, we've got all of our opening week content is out there for you to read. All of our predictions, reasons to be pessimistic, reasons to be optimistic, bold predictions, predictions for the season record. All that's out there. Um, we've got our uh, daily now. We've got our daily game recaps for you um, for every game. Uh, so keep an eye out for those. You can follow Amazing Avenue on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Amazing Avenue. You can follow this show on Twitter at A Pod of Their Own. You can follow each of us on Twitter. I am at Petite PhD. Where are you, Linda? At Linda Surovich. And you, Kellyanne? At L-R-B-E-L-L-A-R-E-B-E-E. So follow all of us, the show, and Amazing Avenue on social media. Please subscribe and rate and review the podcast on your favorite uh, podcast app of choice. It really helps people find it. The original intro and outro music to this podcast is by Bunga. Let's go Mets. And don't forget, there is no crying in podcasting.